G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, let's take a few minutes to talk about Christians and the arts. There is what is known as the Spark National Gathering that's coming up in August. It'll be on between the 11th and 12th of August and is an opportunity to participate in a growing conversation with Christians in the creative industries at the intersection of spirituality, art and culture. Now, this national gathering covers film, media, music, arts, design, technology, entertainment, business, faith, community and culture with some great speakers and guests. Michael Laverty is the Movement Director for Spark. He's joining us today. Hello, Michael. Welcome along to 2020. Hello, Neil. Thank you so much for having me. Now, Michael, this is not the first year that Spark has been going. In fact, there's many, many years now that have gone before, and uh, each of those years, uh, tremendous speakers that have been flown in from around the world, and people have gotten together, and and they've been able to talk about creative arts in special ways. Uh, What is so special about Spark? Well, I guess... Spark is pretty unique in that we, as you've mentioned, we bring a group or an audience of creative and artistic people who, I like to say, who have faith. Um, They are believers who cover all forms and genres of the arts um, and have a faith. And what we do is we bring them together to have this conversation where we challenge them, we'll equip them, we'll train them, hopefully even uh, encourage them and release them back into the local church and into their uh, workplaces where they do their practice. Um, it's, it's an interesting thing because what we find is often the artist is on the fringe of the church. And I say that very carefully. Um, not that they're trying to be rebellious or, um, you know, uh, anti-socialist, that sometimes the artist doesn't naturally fit into the church. And so um, what we do is encourage them and put the, uh, the, um, raise the emphasis of the importance of their calling um, and then the importance of them as artists to continue being involved in the local church. We bring great, great speakers. Um, this year we have um, Pastor Brian Zand, um, who is from America, and he's a pastor of 32 years in Joseph's in Missouri. He is the writer and author of a number of books. One in particular is Beauty Will Save the World, and perhaps we could talk about that a little bit more. Uh, in the past, Spark has had people like Owen Manus from Mosaic Church. And again, the idea is we bring artists together where we, as much as possible, so into their lives so that as they go out and do the work and the calling of their art, 
um, they're equipped and uh, encouraged. Interested in what you say when you describe those artist people who are often on the fringes of church. Mm. And I wonder whether the creative spirit somehow or other can see churches somehow or other being in the box when they want to be out of the box. But I wonder whether that would be God's design for an artist because some of the great artists, you would have to say, were contained in what God would have for them, but uh, their artwork was way, way outside the box. Oh, look, I think we could, we could we could definitely say that artists are challenged by the constraints of the church. And I'm not talking about the moral constraints. I think some of um, our history in the church, and particularly postmodern church, has not been that kind to the artist. Um, perhaps, I, perhaps I could draw a little bit on this. I, I think for many, many years, the church, a good 2,000 years, has been able to hold fast to um, three things around God. One is truth, one is goodness, and the other is beauty. I think we've done the truth thing really well. For 2,000 years, we've had incredible Christian apologetics that guide us and give us an understanding of what truth is through the eyes of Christ to the church and to the world. I think on the same hand, we've done exceptionally well in the space of God's goodness. And we could define that as Christian ethics, where we take our justice, where we take our morals, where we take our worldview into the church and into the world, and we are very strong in that area. I think the church has a mixed history in terms of bringing beauty to the world, and in particular Christian aesthetics. Um, let, me, let me go one step further. It's, I think, um, and this all comes from Pastor Brian Sauer's book, Beauty Will Save the World. He talks about that um, perhaps nowadays our truth is not always going to be accepted by those on the outside. Uh, we're in a world situation where truth my truth and your truth are okay as long as you don't push your truth upon me. My ethics and morals may be okay and your ethics and morals are okay. Just don't tell me what to do. And then there's beauty because what beauty does, what story does, what beautiful films, what beautiful music does is they draw us towards glory. They draw us to God. And I think beauty is a phase that God is pouring out using His Spirit to help the world see Him through the beautiful gifts that the artist can bring. And again, I talk about the, bro- the artist in the broadest sense. You know, the filmmaker, the, 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 the worship leader, the songwriter, the, 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 the novelist who brings beauty to the world um, without too much uh, baggage on it, if that makes sense. It's interesting because as you're describing that sense of beauty, I'm thinking of the scriptures where we would perhaps understand that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. But I wonder what your reflection might be for artists. Out of the abundance of the heart in an artist, either you'll produce what might be ugliness or you might produce beauty. Is this the sort of thing you're talking about when you discuss the idea of Christians 
when you talk about you know the the apologetic side of things, uh, the goodness, and then and then beauty in the life of the Christian believer who is an artist. It's it's it, it's partly to do that. I'll give you an example. When I walk into a beautiful cathedral, Notre Dame Cathedral, that architecture, the architecture of the building, immediately causes a number of responses in me. Firstly, I go quiet as I walk in into the awe of that building. And then the next thing is I lift up my eyes to look up. And I sense that's what I think beauty does. It draws us towards God. Uh, creativity. If I go down on a mountain, what do I do? I look out and I'm drawn to the, the, the incredible beauty and, and the magnificence of creation. And I think that's partly what the artist, the Christian, does, the Christian artist does. Um, then let me let me point out to that I think sometimes the artist, and in fact the Bible is full of this. Is you know all our prophets were poets. Um, they weren't necessarily the flavor of the of the day. They were often prophetic. They would speak very profoundly um, against injustice. Um, and so in a sense, often the, the artist is on the fringe, as we spoke earlier on, is because they have a prophetic role to play in the church and in the world. Michael Laverty is our guest. He's the movement director for SPARC. Now, the SPARC conference is coming up 11th and 12th of August. It'll be on at the Hillsong Auditorium, Alexandria. Now, that's the Hillsong that's close to the airport in Sydney. There's also a prayer school that's coming up on the 13th of August in Newtown. You can get some details when you go online at spark.org.au. But, Michael, stay with us because we'll continue our conversation in just a few moments. I want to ask you some more about that prayer school for people who are in the creative industries. Back with more shortly. We're spending a little bit of time talking about Christians and the arts and especially an upcoming conference. The Spark National Gathering is on on the 11th and 12th of August. It'll be on in Sydney at Alexandria at the Hillsong Auditorium. There is a website, spark.org.au. Michael Laverty is on the line with us. He's the movement director for Spark. Michael, we mentioned that there was something flowing on from this year's conference, and that is a prayer school, and it's going to be conducted by your keynote speaker. Uh, Tell us about Brian Zand and the sort of prayer conference that he's likely to lead after the Spark conference. Well, yes. So this is the first time we've um, extended the 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 weekend from the Friday, Saturday into the Sunday, and um, it takes place on Sunday afternoon um, from around about twelve and goes through to the evening at seven p.m. Brian normally does his prayer school over two days, um, but he's agreed this year to do it um, in the time frame that we've given him. And essentially what Brian does is he takes us through a regime of understanding prayer, and um, it's formed in liturgy. Uh, Maybe let me just talk a little about that. Um, Brian will often say that um, we, if I listen to someone long enough in their prayers, I will find that they will regularly repeat prayers and they, in a sense, have their own liturgy of prayer. His proposal is that we need to, like a pianist or an artist, we need to learn 
the scales before we can learn to play music. In the same sense, he feels that as um, often, uh, particularly in the evangelical Pentecostal side, is we have this tremendous guilt around prayer because we haven't been taught to pray and that prayer is part of formation. And so he takes us through this three-session process um, and will lead us actually in liturgical prayer, where he gives us prayer that is seeped in Scripture and seeped in history um, and uh, creed from the original Church Fathers. Um, it's it's going to be incredibly and special and particular helpful for the artist who will learn to enter into a process of prayer um, that is in a beautiful space with uh, with their community, with people like them. So this idea of seeking a deeper, fuller and more rich Christian experience uh, when you come into this prayer time, uh, an interesting concept that you're talking about, that Pentecostals in particular can learn so much from having a deeper appreciation of a liturgical style of worship. That's exactly right. And, and not to say that you know it's right or wrong, but I think it's another form. Um, it was really interesting. About two, three years ago, um, I um, heard about Brian, I heard about his prayer school, and I started the process of every morning going through a set liturgical prayer regime. And then I had a very difficult time, probably one of the worst times of my life, a period of my time. But what I was able to do every morning is get up, no matter how I felt, no matter how destroyed I was internally, and I was able to use my regime of liturgical prayer and enter into the space. What Brian also teaches us is you get to a point where he, um, you, you, at the end of the, the, the liturgy, you then sit with Jesus, and he will, um, he will train us on Sunday, on the Sunday, to what it means just to sit with Jesus. I have to say that that process for me was probably the thing that held me together um, over a very difficult time. And uh, yes, yeah, so this is what we want to offer artists. And, and, and in fact, it's not only for the artists, it's for people um, we're opening up to the broader community to come and learn, come and learn. We can, we, you, know, you don't have to do everything. Uh, you don't have to swallow whole, but you can come and learn. And when we talk about how creative people respond when it comes to prayer and deeper spirituality in prayer and a reliance here on some of the rich heritage that you might be able to draw on for prayer, this is something, do creative people tend to respond well to that style? Uh, it, it, what, I, what my observation is, is it, it's happening across the board and in particular to um, that generation of the 25 through to about the 38, 42. And my observation is that they are looking for a deeper sense of prayer life, and a prayer life that not necessarily is just about asking, but prayer that actually um, is formative. Um, 
prayer that is deeper, prayer that is not necessarily just um, a wish list from God to get ticked off, but it's actually entering into conversation with God. Sometimes I think we describe that as partaking in the divine nature, uh, discovering what it is to have that intimacy with God that sometimes when we're shouting our prayers into the air, we don't feel like necessarily there's an intimacy. But but oftentimes a different type of prayer style can introduce you into a new way to connect with this uh, this divine relationship that we have when we approach God. Beautifully put. Well, let me point people to the website where they can find some more details. We've been talking about creative Christians and gathering together for the Spark National Gathering that's coming up on August the 11th and the 12th. And as Michael's been saying, there is a prayer school that will flow on on the 13th of August in Newtown in Sydney. Now, when you book your Spark National Gathering registration, uh, as I understand it, the prayer school is included in that. But you don't have to go to the Spark Conference to go to the prayer school. You can book for that separately. That website is spark.org.au. Michael Laverty, our guest, he's the Movement Director for Spark. And Michael, just a great opportunity to touch on some of those things that are coming up by way of a preview to the Spark gathering this year. Uh, Really appreciate your insights today on 2020. Thank you so much. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.